Hey friends. Hi guys. Uh, welcome back to Crimes Through the Times. I'm Lauren. And I'm Haley. And today Lauren will be telling us about the crimes of Daniel LaPlante. And she's being very mysterious about it. I literally have no idea what, who this is and what his crimes are. Um, well, I'm going to start out in a little different way. Um, I wrote this out and I started it with Once Upon a Time because I could not think of a good way to start it. <laughs> so, Once Upon a Time, there was a girl named Annie Andrews. Um, she was 15. She lived with her dad, Brian, and her 8-year-old sister, Jessica, in Pepperell, Massachusetts. The family had just lost their mom to cancer. Um, Annie and Jessica were very close, and this shared trauma brought them even closer together. A trauma bond. Yes. So, even though, um, you know, I started it with Once Upon a Time, this is, like, a true story. Okay? Don't yeah. get it confused. It's not a fairy tale. It's n it's not It's not going to be all... Yeah, anyway. Well, uh, if you're going to say fairy tales are going to be good, fairy tales... If you, like, go back in time, like, fairy yeah. tales are usually, like, super sketch. Well, it's not going to be a Disney fairy tale, let's just yeah, say that. it's not Disney-fied. It's, like, the grim fairy tales. Yes, it's it's a little spooky, but it it's is... It's spooky? It is it is true. Like, ghost story spooky? <gasps> Maybe a little bit of both? Ooh, that's exciting. That gets me excited. <laughs> um, so, Annie and Jessica... The sisters, they were having a hard day. It's been a while since their mom had passed away, but it was still really, like, fresh, and it was hard for them. And they just missed their mom so much that they decided to hold a seance. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Nope. That's how you <laughs> literally get haunted. Can I just tell you the amount of movies I've seen where someone's like, Let's hold a seance, and then they get haunted by something. Like, oh yeah, I'm your mom, and it turns out to be, like, a demon. No thanks. Mm-mm. So, they they decided to go down into their basement to hold the seance. No. Nope. Uh-uh. I know. No nope. flags. <laughs> not today. Not today. They decided to light candles. Mm. They held hands. Okay. And then they sang songs. Okay, okay, sing so, songs. kind like, of like... What, like, just... Do you know what kind of songs? No, I'm just... I'm just imagining, like, cult vibes. I yeah. don't know. It just sounds really creepy. <laughs> I don't... I like it. Nope. Um, but nothing had happened, um, so they decided to end it and go to bed. Nothing, so nothing After they invited the evil yeah. spirits into their house. They, they were trying to talk to their mom, which this just reminds me of that one episode of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That is like, that's my literal favorite episode. I know, it's when my favorite When like, that is like literally my favorite episode of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I used to like go online to like Disney.com and watch the episode all the time. Like, I yeah. honestly think it's my favorite one. And Espon's, like, possessed, and it was, it's, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. I'm like, I've never done a seance. I've never done, I've never touched a Ouija board. I've touched a Ouija board, but I was at 
um, World Market with my mom, and they had, like, this fancy-looking Ouija board, and I was like, Mom, look, it's a Ouija board. It's in its packaging, and my mom was like, don't touch that, and I'm like, I'm gonna get haunted now. I'm pretty sure I was, like, an adult. I think I was, like, 18, 19 when I did that, so it was really funny, but I, I don't think I told, I don't remember if I've told this story on our podcast. I went to my friend's house, and they had a Ouija board and they wanted to use it. And I was like, mm, not today. I'm no. not using it. I'm like, you guys have fun. I'm going to go chill out by my friend's pool. So I went out to my friend's pool and was sitting there in the sun. And they were messing with that. Mm-mm. And then they come run out. They come out running. Like, they're like, we're going to try to scare me. Like, yeah. something bad happened. And nothing bad happened. They just... We're like, we got bored. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, have you ever seen those things where, like, the people mess with the breakers, like, because yeah. their siblings are having weird seances? Well, anyway, so... I would do something like that, they're, These girls are, like, they finish their seance, they're like, well, I guess, like, nothing happened, whatever. They didn't close whatever portal they opened. They weren't like, okay, goodbye. Guys, don't forget to say goodbye, and close it or whatever you did so they decided to go to bed but Mm-mm. that night they heard this tapping noises like it's was really creepy and they're like what and so they were unsure where it was coming from but they just like kept hearing it it was like this rhythmic tapping Ooh. and so, are you telling me a scary story I'm getting a scary story vibes. It's it's true though. Okay. Right. So they thought Love this for me. They thought that their mom's spirit had like been reached and she was trying to communicate with them. Yeah, okay. But then they realized that whatever spirit they'd conjured was not their mom. Wait, well, how did they realize that? Because the tapping began to scare them, and it only happened when they were home alone or in the middle of the night. Yeah, because your mom, like, if your mom's going to visit you, she's not going to scare you, unless your mom's, like, evil. And I doubt their mom is evil. So, that's, that's, yeah. Mm-mm. But here's where it gets really, it gets, it gets weirder, okay? Okay. Turns out the tapping is really a person. So, they they told their father about it, and even told him like stories of them leaving food on the counter okay wait what like when does this like what time what year okay i'm sorry this is happening in 1986 1986 yes i like forgot to mention that because i was writing this out and i wrote it sort of backwards and then i rearranged how i tell it so it'd be more mysterious okay for you sorry i i'm a curious person no i just forgot to to put that at the beginning. Yeah, so the 80s. Yes, it's the 80s. Very scream queen kind of decade. And, it, I mean, I feel like seances and, like, that sort of stuff would be... I don't think people really do that. Like, kids, they don't go... Nowadays? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, feel I don't like, know. The kids nowadays, they, they just, watch worse movies than the kids back in yeah. the day. Well, they just do their... They just do TikTok dances instead of getting together to... They do... The they demons. do seances probably on TikTok, though. Probably. I mean, all the kids that I'm around, they always talk about their favorite movie and how their favorite movie is The Conjuring, and I'm like, if I literally saw The Conjuring, I would be traumatized. They all are kind of traumatized, honestly, I'm not going to lie. They're all a little, like, a little. Oh, they, they go to therapy and they're like, why is your, why am I like this? Maybe you shouldn't be watching these movies at this age. Whatever. 
Well, so they were telling their father about like how they would leave food on the counter and then they'd come back and find it missing. Yeah, some do- Tom and Jerry. So the their dad did feeding the ghosties. Yeah. Their dad Brian did not believe them at all. What? They th- he like was like you guys are just seeking attention. No. They no. They thought like he thought that Boo, they were acting tomato, out. Tomato, 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 Brian. He thought that they were acting out because no! their mama just died. I I would believe my kid. I would believe that something was happening. I don't know if I'd def- necessarily believe it was a ghost. I mean, I believe in ghosts and stuff like that. But yeah. and, th- and then if I found out my kids did a séance, I'd be like Mm, you we deserve get, to go. No, I'm like we're about to bless this house. We're about to get exercise, children. No, not today. Uh, but I would believe my me and my mom were always like watching movies, and I'm like, Mom, would you believe me? She's like, Yes. She's like, Would um she then she'd ask me like, Would you believe me? I'm like, Heck yeah. I believe my kids. Yeah. That something was happening. I will. So he did not believe them, but the girls kept insisting that there was this ghost tormenting them in the house. Oh, that would freak me out. They're like, mmm, we're about to get a blessed. So, the girls, um, Annie and Jessica, they begged their dad to stay home from work. And he was working a lot more because, um... He had to, like, make up for his wife's sleep loss of income. Yeah, so he was just, like, gone a lot and, um, so then they would come home from school or, like, they'd, you know... They, they'd just be home alone a lot, so it was just kind of hard. Wait, would you believe your kids? Yeah. Okay. I mean, even if I didn't necessarily believe it was a ghost, I'd, like, feel like something was wrong. Yeah, you know? something was happening. Um, or at least try to, like, comfort them instead of blaming them. I know. How dare you! But one night, the girls heard the tapping, but it sounded like it was coming from the basement. Ew! Ew! Okay. <laughs> I watched so, too many scary things for this. They grabbed a knife. A knife. I grabbed like a like like a shovel, well, something big, something like far away, like a sword. Well, like I was thinking, like, oh yeah, same girl. I'm gonna take a knife with me to defeat a ghost, like just to stab. Oh, the air. shoot! That's when you grab like a vacuum cleaner, suck the ghost right True. into the vacuum cleaner, Ghostbuster it. So. They went down to the basement. Mm-mm. I'd be like, Dad, you better get your lazy booty up and come down to the basement with us. Well, when they went down there, they, like, open the door, go down the stairs. They see a message written on the wall <laughs> in oh what the girls thought was blood. Oh, my gosh. Saying, it's I'm, paint. I'm in your room. Come find me. No, I would be like... Okay, bye, run out of the house, never come back. So they did run out of the house, which is very smart, like one of the (laughs) smartest decisions they've done so far. Um, They ran to their neighbor's house and they stayed there until their dad came back from work. Apparently they didn't call, like they didn't... Oh, this was like the middle of the day. Yeah, it wasn't as alarming, like, um, like it was the evening, but it wasn't, it wasn't as alarming to, um, to them to... To call their dad out of work, I guess? I don't um, know. I'd be like, I call my mom when there's, like, thunder and lightning, and I was scared. My brother has told me that, told me this scary story about how this lady got struck by lightning, and her necklace melted on her neck, and then I called my mom <laughs> crying, and I was like, 
the boys told me the story. And she's like, it's fine, you're fine. I would definitely call someone. Yeah, well, they're over at their neighbor's house, and they stayed there for, like, I don't know how long. A few hours. I would never go back to my house. Yeah. When he did come back, it was just the same old, same old. There was no writing on the wall. <laughs> no. But then... The dad did not believe his obviously distraught daughters. This is dad. I know. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because he's probably grieving his own grief. Yeah. But dude, come on! So, for two weeks after the girls had, like, found the message in the basement, the knocking, the tapping, it stopped. So, they were like, the demon's gone, we can know peace. They were... Uh-uh. They were excited, they were like, okay, we're chill, like, things are back to normal. And I think this, this obviously is making the dad happy, he's like, finally my girls are normal. Um, but one day... As the sisters were home alone, <sighs> they heard the same familiar knocking. I'd be like, hey, bye. But this time... It's coming from inside the house. It was coming from Annie's room. Ew! This is like, when a stranger calls, they're like, I'm inside the house. Yeah, <laughs> like, go check the children. What, what does he say? Like, I don't... Like, like, go check on the children? Yeah, something like that. Well, that would be... I'm... I don't know. I think it came out like the 70s, 80s. It's, it's about one. a true story. It is? Yeah. And it was based off an old, even older movie. That's what I'm talking about, the eight, the old one. Yeah, or, well, no, the... There's one older the, than the 70s and 80s one? Um, I'm not talking wait, about the one with... The, the, the newer one, so that one is based off an old movie. Yes, I'm talking about and that one. both those movies combined, they're both based off of a real event. Yeah, okay, I didn't know they're based off a real event. But my mom was babysitting one time, and I'm sorry. Uh, my mom was babysitting one time, and I think that movie had come out. This is like, oh, it would be in the 80s. I'm yeah. pretty sure it came out in the 80s. And my mom was babysitting, and the kids that she was babysitting for called the house, or they were playing a prank on their babysitter, my mom, and they're like, have you checked the children yet? I'm like, you're done. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Well... I mean, it just reminds me of, I liked, uh, there's one Babysitter's Club book that I really liked, and it was Claudia and the Phantom Caller. I think that's what you know it was what? called. I think I read that one, it but I don't really remember good. it. It was really good, and that was kind of the, the same thing, but tamed, tamed, tamed. For, for children. But, so, you know, the tapping started again. They, and it was coming from Annie's room. Please tell me they left the house. They're like, let's go check. I'm that person that would go check, though. I'm that person. They grabbed a knife. <gasps> Again. What they can do stab a demon or stab a person. Okay, have fun, guys. So they headed up the Wait, stairs. Wait, how old are they again? They're 15 and 8. And 8? Yes. Yes. Wait, which one's 8? Jessica, the younger one. So Annie's older. She's 15. And then... Jessica's eight years old. Eight years old? Okay. So, they grabbed their kitchen knife and headed up the stairs. An eight-year-old with a knife? <laughs> <laughs> but when they got to the top of the stairs, they looked over to Annie's, like, room, and on the wall next to her door, they saw another message and written on the wall, and it said, I'm back Find me if you can. Ew! Bye! Please tell me the love. So, yes. They, they ran out of the house. They're like, you're done. You're, you're done. done. 
Um, and they ran as fast as possible, goodbye, and they called their dad using a neighbor's phone. So their dad, I don't know. <laughs> he just still didn't believe them? So he must have some deep-rooted trust issues. Seriously. Because he did not believe them Well, something still. bad's gonna happen to his kids, and he's gonna regret it for the rest of his life. Yeah. So he stormed into his own house, and... Stormed he, into the demon. Got possessed. But he saw that it was, like, ransacked. It was in disarray. Okay. So they're like, Hopefully, what like, in the world? Gets it into his thick skull. Yeah, he realized then that his daughters, like, they wouldn't have done this. They wouldn't have dressed their own house. Up that he realized this. So he heard the tapping now, and he went upstairs... And he wanted to, like, end this torment for his daughters. Oh, no. He's and about to end the torment for himself. found himself in Annie's bedroom. So when he opened the door to his daughter's bedroom... Ooh, I'm scared. He was confronted... By a person. By a teenager. A teenager? And teenager's the worst. his... Boo. His face was smudged with makeup, wearing the family's deceased... Like, this guy... Brian, his deceased wife's clothing. Oh my gosh. And Wait, are you guys, this makes me think of Insidious. Is that what you were going to talk about? No, I was going to talk about a different thing. You'll understand why in a second. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I would punch his okay. in the face. Yes, what he was holding. He a was, knife? He was holding. A broomstick. It's, so it's just like unclear which one. I've heard in several different sources, but there was like some dr- dramatization added like people add this to the story because i don't know they're trying to tell a spooky story Uh but it's either he was either holding a machete or a hatchet (laughs) okay um and then people also say that like he was wearing the wife's like old wedding dress but i he has a flair for the dramatics (laughs) like rosalie yeah but I don't think that part's true. I think he was just wearing, like, the clothes that he found that's, in the closet. That's creepy. I know. <sighs> so, so, hold on. It gets, it gets creepier. I don't. I can't. <laughs> so, the teenager and Brian engaged in a brief fight, and the boy, like, got away. And, oh my gosh. like, Brian ran, and they called the police. Should have dropped, kicked him across the room. Then... The police, like, arrived really quickly, and when the police were searching the house, they found, they were, like, looking through the entire house. It's, like, all a mess. They went into Annie's bedroom. Well, that's probably someone Annie knows from school. So, behind a chest of drawers... There's gonna be, like, inside the walls. There was a tiny door that led to a crawl space. Okay. And inside this crawl space was a teenage boy named Daniel LaPlante. And when How long has he been there? Oh, forever. Listen, he so, murdered the he murdered the love the the mom didn't die of cancer. He like murdered her. <laughs> so when searching the crawl space further, they found a sleeping bag, garbage, food, and clothing. Some of the clothing belonged to him, and some belonged to members of the Andrew family. This makes me think of, there's an episode of Bob Bob's Burgers, where Bob, the dad, gets, like, stuck in the wall, and he thinks he's, like, avoiding his, like, sister-in-law, or his, like, mother-in-law, or someone, and he stays in the wall, and it's super funny, but... 
Well, the police also found peepholes in the walls that, that were used to spy on the family. <laughs> like, the people in the bathroom? Yeah. So, Daniel LaPlante had been living in the walls of the Andrews home for about two months. Two months? Okay. okay. So, this... That, at least it wasn't, like, forever. This reminds me of a movie, and just a spoiler alert, Is this so, the boy? Is yeah, that what you're thinking I was of? thinking of the boy, because at the end of the movie, it's revealed that the doll isn't alive. Yeah, it's like a... It's like Brahms, the... The, like, the real kid, and he comes out of the wall. I'll never yes. forget. I'll never forget. He goes crawling out of the wall. Because this is when I saw this movie. Um, we went, like, as a big group to go see this movie. And no one was sitting in the right seats, like, at the movie theater we went to. So we all had to split up and, like, sit separately. And I sat next to my friend's brother. And me and him were, like, making fun of it the whole time. And then when Franz comes out of the the wall with this like mask on we're like it's the phantom of the opera and we're like dying it was so funny the first time i saw well yeah the first time i saw this movie i like my mom and i were having a little movie night and she just came into my bed we were watching on my computer she literally screamed and like my my sister had like friends over and it was so funny but this, so this is really scary to me, not only because this guy's, li like, it's from a crawl space. There's a crawl space in my room. Have, and I'm like, Have fun oh no. with that. Now everyone knows they have a crawl space in your room, Lauren. Just kidding. No one knows where you live. Yeah. No one knows where I live. No <laughs> one will ever know. Yeah. So I was like, um, now I'm going to bolt that shut. I'm, no, no one can ever, uh-uh. Someone living there. That is gross. That's. That's not a spoiler. That's, I mean, if you haven't seen that movie, that's on you. It is kind of a dumb movie, so. Yeah. I it's mean, like, it's fun to make fun of when you watch it. I don't know. I wasn't scared the whole time I watched that movie because I was in a packed movie theater. So it was like loud and me and my friend's brother were literally like dying. Yeah. Making fun of the whole movie. That makes me think of an episode of Supernatural though, where they think they're ghosts and... Um, on that show, like, the ghosts can't get through, like, their salt rings or whatever. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, you know how this, the ghosts can't, like, pass, like, the salt lines or whatever that they have? And so they think that these, like, kids that are in the walls murdering people, they think that they're ghosts. And then the kid passes the salt line and they're like, what the heck? And they realize it's, like, a real person and not a ghost. So, so they're, they're super, supernatural, um... Crime-fighting abilities isn't going to help them there. Nope. But, well, okay, so they, so the police found him in the walls? Yes. So they found him, like, he... He's like, ha! I know, he, he, like, left, but then he just went and hid back in the walls. <gasps> okay, this also makes me think of The Conjuring. There's so many crawl spaces in it's, movies. It's Every so scary movie, there's a crawl space. And then crawl through and scary stuff happens. So, so he was arrested... And he was sent to a juvenile detention facility. And before he got released and he started doing this again. So... I'm scared, Lauren. Why'd you look at me like that? <laughs> so he was in this juvenile... Like, he was in juvie for about ten months. Ten months? Okay. And then he I was... I guess he didn't really do anything yeah. that bad, so that makes sense. Then he was released. Um, so we'll get into He's what... a little psycho, though. He's, like, scaring them. We'll get into what he was up to after his release. Oh, but love that. first, we're gonna talk about, like, who was he and why was he tormenting the Andrews. Yes. So, Daniel, or Danny LaPlante, 
was Danny Boy was born May fifteenth, nineteen seventy, in Townsend, Massachusetts, and Danny's a Taurus. Um, so he mainly lived with his mom Elaine and his stepdad David Moore, um, along with his brothers Stephen and Matthew. Stephen. Um, Daniel had a like a horrific, terrible childhood. He was abused in literally every way by his biological father and also his stepfather, um, physically, emotionally, and sexually. Um, That's so sad. Wait, by his stepfather? Sorry, I... I... Yeah, by his, both his biological and Oh, okay, so his mom knows how to pick him. Yep. Love that. Love that. It's so sad. And, like, it's hard because I'm, like... I hate this guy, but, you know, you can still be sad. Like, this is a terrible childhood. Yeah, bad things happen to him. Um, but, so, he had a hard time in school. Not only because of his dyslexia that caused him academic issues, but also he struggled socially. Um, Danny had no friends. His classmates used words like creepy and weird when describing him. And he was usually avoided. So... He usually went to school dirty and smelling bad, wearing unwashed clothes. And I think this was a mixture, like, some sources were saying that, like, he didn't care about his appearance. But I feel like it was maybe a mixture of that with also, if he's being abused, I could, I could suspect there might have been some neglect, too. Yeah. But he's also, like, uh, yeah, it's probably because he's being abused and... Um, probably doesn't have, like, good self-esteem either, so. Yeah. Um, so, during his early teen years, he started t- going to a psychiatrist. Um, this was because the school had recommended it, and Danny was diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder. But then, shortly after these visits started, Danny's psychiatrist started sexually abusing him. Uh! Yeah. Um, so this was going on for over a year, and it only made things worse for him. Oh my gosh. So, you know, he's going there for help, Mm -hmm. and he comes out worse than before. So, that's terrible. Um, (laughs) That is terrible. (laughs) During this abuse, um, Danny actually began doing his criminal activity. He spent his free time breaking into people's homes. Sounds fun. Yeah, just a little hobby. Little yeah. free time. Little beanie. Um, he would steal things, but that wasn't his main motivation. It was the thrill of breaking into people's homes. Which reminds me of the show Cruel Summer. I remember watching that show. Yeah. Because, you know, just breaking into people's homes, like just for just for the fun, just to like I can do this. So I guess that's that was his motivation. Okay. I know, kind of weird. Not my, not my thrill. So, he likes, he, he really liked scaring people. Mm-hmm. So, he would, demon. like, he would move objects around, and even, like, furniture. Like, he'd push stuff against the wall. He'd move, like, little trinkets. Sounds like a menace yeah. to society. Oh. <laughs> Dennis Menace. Not Dennis Menace. Dennis Menace is funny. <laughs> Like, a menace to society, like someone we yeah. know who's the, a, menace a menace to all waitresses out there. <laughs> so, they, like, he would leave half-eaten food 
just like on the table or like he'd drink out of a soda can and just leave it a there. A literal menace. People like he either left people scared out of their minds or people just like felt like they were out of their minds. Like they thought that they were going crazy or they were So just he's super a scared. gaslighter. Yeah. Gaslighter. So in 1986 when Danny was about 16 he started calling a 15-year-old girl named Annie Andrews, which, if you remember, that was the name of the girl. Like, that was her family. Yeah. So, he told her that he had gotten her home phone number from a mutual friend at school. Um, I thought he didn't have any friends. Well, he told her this. People suspect that, like, it is not true what he told her. And that he actually, like, broke into her house and found their family's phone number that way. And people also think that they... Well, can like, Back in the day, you could just look in the, like, yellow pages or whatever oh, and that's find true. people's phone numbers. That's true. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe, maybe that's what he did. But people also think that he could have broken into the house and, like, seen her in family pictures and then just become obsessed with her. Yeah, but did they go to the same school? Um, no. Not that I know of. Okay. But it's sort of just unclear. So there's no way he talked to a mutual friend no. because if you don't go to the same school, how how yeah any no. uh, yeah sounds um, like plus, you got it from the yellow pages. Who who in the world would just like give this guy some girl's phone number? That'd I give be, people your phone number all the time. Random I was, people. <laughs> I was gonna say bad friend. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna get murdered. Now. I barely know my own phone number to give out. There's no way I'm giving your phone number out. Um, so it's it's just like normal stuff that you know you do when you have a crush on someone. But then they, <laughs> normal, you know, very normal. breaking into their house. I love it. So it's a very uh, vampire esque. You just stalk them. I mean, when you're young, may, maybe stalking, maybe breaking in a, a little, little bit. light stalking. It's love it. No harm, no, no foul. Harm. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so, they started talking on the phone, and this was, like, super exciting for Annie, because Danny described himself as a blonde, tall, Wait. hot jock. Wait, so he, like, called her, like, and they chatted, not, like, is this before he started, Yes, like, this, so this is, yeah, this is before, this is, like, I'm going through now, this is how they met. So they know each other. Yeah. So, this is, like... I'll get into it, but it's so weird that he did, like, he describes himself as this, but it wasn't, you know, it's not sunshine and rainbows for long. Okay, They're so not... this is before he was, like, in the walls yes. scaring them. This okay. is, like, the same year, but, um, yeah, so he has, like, all this trauma, he has his criminal record, yeah. and then, which I don't think he was ever actually caught, he just did this stuff, and then, um... You know, he starts talking on the phone with this girl, and... That's why you don't talk to random people on the phone. I know. I don't even answer my phone. Even if I know you, I don't answer <laughs> my phone. So then, Danny, like, he was actually lying about everything. Like, he described himself as just a super cute guy. Oh, catfish. <laughs> and he actually, he had brown hair, not blonde. He was thin, not the athletic build. Um, and he was about five foot eight inches, so... He probably... Is, it's, he, like, average height. He said that he was, like, six foot. Oh, that's, like, what guys do nowadays. They always lie about their height. True. Um, always. 
They like, I'm taller than I am, and then you're like, mm, I'm almost as tall as you guys. I'm not that. I'm not that tall. Um. So Danny was just really awkward, and he looked like just a creepy, greasy slime ball. Like Professor Snape. Uh, I mean, I'd say creepier. I don't know. I know. Well, I mean, of course, it's not gonna look like Alan Rickman. I love Alan Rickman. <laughs> but um. His face was also just, like, covered in acne, and he just, like... That's rough. He he definitely, like, just lied about his appearance, and so Annie thought she was, like, talking to some random cute guy, but he was lying about everything, and, like, maybe they would have hit it off if he was truthful, but, I mean, he's really creepy, weird person, so... Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I'm sorry. Um... Not with Just someone be who yourself, breaks. guys. Be yourself. Don't lie. <laughs> what kind of garbage advice is that? I have that sticker on my... I'm pretty sure it's on here. Yeah, it says, be myself. What kind of garbage advice is that? It's Jake Peralta. I love that. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's on my computer. Danny... So after about a week of chatting, Danny asked Annie... I love how... Danny, Annie. They, he asked her on a date. And they decided to go to a local fair. Which is just, like, kind of weird. This is so know. 80s. It is. It's very 80s. Um, so he went to Annie's house. She told him where she lived. <laughs> He's like, who is this stranger? <laughs> he, who are you? He shows up at her door, and she, like, opens the door, and she's like, hi, like, hello, who are you? And he's like, hi, I'm Danny. Ready, you're, ready you're, to go? You're not Danny. And she's like, what? This is some fake news. And she's just, like, shocked by his unexpected appearance. But even though she's, like, kind of disappointed, she still went on the date with him. Okay. Which, I mean, I don't know. I probably wouldn't, because I'd be like, you're a liar. Yeah. Go away, bye. I don't do liars. I'd be, like, super weirded out. And I'd be like, oh, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go. Well, the date, yeah, she she regretted going on it because it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. Uh, Bad it happens. Um, so the phone chemistry evaporated, and it was awkward and uncomfortable. After a while, Annie shared with Danny that her mom had recently died from cancer, and immediately after Annie mentioned it. Like, his demeanor changed. He seemed so much more excited. He's like, ooh, your mom died? I love the trauma. <laughs> yeah, so he started asking questions like, did your mom suffer? Ew! And other, like, really creepy questions about death and things like that. No. Wait, and on their date? Yes. This is just them walking around the fair. Oh, And okay. he's like... You should tell everyone about how your worst date went. No. <laughs> probably ne- I'm probably never going to share it on here. You should. I feel like I could share about like my worst date because it didn't happen with anyone like that anyone knows. I barely knew the person, so. <laughs> well, yeah. Nah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, he was talking about this on their date. Yeah. So, this is just them walking on the fairgrounds. He excited. He's like, Oh my goodness, Your death. Mom? Wow. Ooh. Yeah. So Annie's like so done. 
So I am. done with him. And after about an hour of spending time with him, like, this date lasted about an hour, she gave an excuse. She's like, I need to go home. Well, that's good that it was only an hour. Sometimes he gets stuck on dates with people, like, for, for way too long. And you're like, please. Leave me alone. No. I had a friend who got stuck on a date for, like, six hours. Ew. And she did not... Because they, like, went somewhere and they were, it was, she was, it was rough. She did not have it. First date, I cap out after two hours. That's, like, max. Anyway. Unless you see a movie and then. I guess. I don't know. I'm just. That's when the movie's, like, um, an hour and 59 minutes. You're like, okay, bye. I'm (laughs) then. I literally run away. Well, that's what she did. She ran away. Oh, she ran. I I run away from (laughs) people. She's, like. Okay, gotta go home. Bye. She and literally ran away. She just ran away. That's literally... She that's, ran home. That's what I did with my friend in high school. I hope he never listens to this. I just want to say, I thought you were an awesome... There's no way he listens to this. I would die if he did. I don't even know if you'll know if I'm talking about him, because he probably doesn't even remember. But I had a friend... I was just telling you about this, too. Yeah. I had a friend tell me... Like, he was described... We're in PE, distracted. Um... Or, I don't know, we're MP, we're not doing anything, and we're, he's, I don't know, you get in these conversations in high school, people are describing their crush, and he literally described me. Like, I'm not trying to be like, ooh, I'm like, the hot stuff. Because in high school, I like, I don't know, was not feeling myself. And he was like, oh yeah, she has red hair, and all this stuff. I'm like, oh no, this is me. You're like, who? Oh my goodness, point him out to me. He's probably... <clears throat> oh. And then I was like, oh no, he's talking about me. And then P was over and he was walking with me and my friend and I was telling my friend, I was like, please don't leave me. Like, walk with me to my class. Don't leave me alone with him because he's going to tell me that it's me that he was describing when obviously it was. And she's like, bye! <laughs> she ditches me! And I'm like, uh, thanks. Good, great friend. And he's walking me to my class. And he's like, Haley, the person I was talking about, it was you. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, I forgot something at my locker. I need to go get it. And it, we had gotten to my class. And I so then I just ran away all the way to my locker act like I forgot something. And then I went back to my class. And he was gone. He went to his own class. And then that night, I, like, Facebook messaged him. And I told him, I'm like, hey, I just want to be friends. And he's like, that's what I figured. <laughs> I felt so bad. I'm a terrible person. Guys, I, I was a sophomore in high school, okay? A sophomore. Give me a break. I was, like, 15. And he was really nice. And he was that. fun, like. We were, we were still friends after that, and we were, we were friends, like, senior year, we, like, had a, I'm giving too much, if people from high school listen to this, are gonna know what I'm talking about. We took, like, a movie class together. I mean, we just happened to be in that class together. Yeah. And so I sat by him and then my other friend, and it was super fun, and I was just glad that we were, we were friends. It's so funny. Well, yeah, so she ran away, and she ran all the way home, but she kind of didn't realize, she thought that she'd never have to see him again, but she didn't realize. Sorry. <laughs> he got his toenails clipped, so he's, 
less loud. So she thought she would never have to deal with him, but she didn't realize that... He was a big weirdo creep. That he would, you know, come back to her house. And, like, hide in her walls with his, like, creepy little spy holes that he made. Yeah, love that. Love that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, very creepy. But then, so back, so that was, like, the background story. I I had to make things mysterious for you at the beginning. You haven't even gotten to, like, the spicy part, huh? No, that was kind of, well, I mean, there's, there's more, but that was, like, the, the scariest part to me. I was just like, someone hiding my walls? Oh, no. Ew. So, um, after, well, like, can people be in your walls? Nobody could be in well, my walls. I think in some houses they could. I yeah. think it was just an older house. Like, I don't know what, I mean, it was. Like, we the, have a crawl space, but that's under the house. Yeah, like, it's not, same. it's not, like, in the walls. We don't have crawl spaces in the walls. I, I mean, how do you think Brahms got around? I don't know. That was, like, a fancy mansion house. Maybe. Well, I think they had a bigger house, but, like, I don't know. It's a rich people problems. I guess. <laughs> so, after being released from Juvie, which, mind you, he only spent ten months there. Yeah. For all the tormenting. Um, I mean, he, like, he didn't murder anyone, so. True. I mean, it, Not it's, yet. It's, oh, gosh. Not yet. Well, obviously, he didn't murder anyone. I mean, as far as we know, he's probably murdering, like, little animals and stuff. Probably. So, Danny started breaking into people's homes again. Wow. Back to his hobbies. Surprise, surprise. So, he broke into a neighbor's home. How old is he now? Is he 17? Um, yes. He's 17 now. And he stole two handguns. Oh, okay. So, different. It's not his normal, like, moving things around. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go for the big stuff. Yeah, I'm going to steal some weapons. So, he got his handguns, and then on December 1st, 1987, Danny LaPlante, now 17, took the two stolen handguns and walked from his home to the Gustafson family home, and, um... So, like, a random family? Yeah, it's just a family. That's where... So, Danny entered the house, and Priscilla, the mom, she's 33 years old, and she's pregnant. So, she was there. He found her and also one of her children, who's five years old. He was... His name is William. Hello. Um, so, I had to turn into a Criminal Minds episode. Yeah. So, Abigail, uh, her other child, um, was not yet home from school. And then Andrew, her husband, was still at work as an attorney. So, Daniel took Priscilla to the master bedroom and beat her, and then assaulted her, oh my gosh. and then put a, oh, this is so, it's so bad, I, like, I'm sorry, guys, I, I was having a hard time writing this, I didn't want, I just wanted to skim over it, but I feel like, yeah, anyway, but he put a pillow over her head, and then shot her at point blank range to muffle the sound, yeah, um, and then he took William to the bathroom upstairs and drowned him in the bathtub, and then when Abigail, Abigail came home, like, while he's doing this, and he then took her to the bathroom downstairs and drowned her in the bathtub there. That's so sad. I know. Literally so sad. When, like, from, like, breaking in to... I know. It escalated very quickly. Yeah. From, like, just 
But who knows? Sleeping in people's walls to murdering an entire family. I mean, who knows? Like if he was in the wall longer, like he might have. Yeah, I feel that. like he probably would. If have. he had a machete and a hatchet or whatever. Yeah. The people said that he had. He's obviously not well mentally. Yeah. Um. So Andrew, the father, like so Daniel, like left the house. Ever like they're all dead. Andrew, the father, came home from work, and then he's like, "Where is everyone?" Like, honey, I'm home. Oh, boy. Yeah. He goes upstairs to um, his bedroom and sees his wife dead on their bed, and there's blood everywhere. He ran out of the house calling um, the police, and apparently he was scared to find his children dead, so he didn't look for them. Which, I feel like that's... I would look for my kids. I don't know. Yeah, I I get that, though, because, you know, like, I don't... I don't know. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen, yeah, but like, at the same time, where, like, where are they? Anyway. I feel like it's, like, one of those things, because, you know, something happens and you're like, no. I yeah, don't want to. fight or flight. Outside, the police, so, like, the police came, they searched the house, they are finding evidence, they found the kids, um, sadly, everyone was dead, but then outside, the police had found, like, shoe prints in a flower bed. And there was, like, DNA everywhere. So, so like, they knew that they were, like, once they found whoever this was, they are going to catch him. Like, they are just, like, it's just a matter of time, you know? Was, like, Danny's DNA in, like, in the, the system? Um, yeah. Because he's in jail, yes. Yeah. Um, but I think it just happened so quickly um, but also, he was in juvie. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they probably wouldn't have searched it through with kids' records, you know? Because they're... I don't know how it works. I don't know either. I don't but know if it's two separate systems or how, but I feel like they'd just be like, oh, we're looking for a guy. Well, and I think sometimes, like, when you're... I don't know if... It's like if you've been expunged, they take your DNA out of the system. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. I never, I don't know. This thing probably didn't even get expunged, so... So, they, like, were just trying to find out who it was. So, Daniel LaPlante was on the list of suspects from the start because he was just released from juvie. And there were items missing from the home that it just, like, aligned with, like, his It was Danny vibes. Yeah, his previous offenses were just, like, similar. His M.O. His M.O. That's, That's what I was looking for. Um... And then not only that, but he also lived only, like, a half mile away. That's where his parents were. Um, So the police went over to his house, and they questioned Danny. He's like, what? Yeah. Who? Where and what? (laughs) Never heard of these people. They had no hard evidence yet. So, like, because this was, like, the same day. Yeah, they're like, give me your shoe print. Yeah. So then they came back to question him, like, later on. Uh And literally, Daniel, um, saw them. Like, he's standing on the porch or something. He's like, goodbye. He sees them. He runs into the woods. I he mean. He's goodbye. He's like, peace out. I'm about to get out of here. Gotta skedaddle. So, then the police searched Daniel's home and found evidence linking him to the murder. Um, you know, boots, like, like, just, like, literally everything. It's just, like, the, um, what's it called? Weapons, I don't know. <laughs> Literally everything. Um, leading him to the murder. 
So then it really just turned into a giant manhunt, but he wasn't good at keeping himself out of the spotlight. Daniel abducted a woman at gunpoint and made her drive him around in her Volkswagen van. It's literally an episode of Criminal Minds. Yeah. I think Criminal Minds, like, steals all their stuff from, like, real cases. Well, this was just so wild. Like, so much stuff has happened. I'm like... This is, like, 20 different episodes of Criminal Minds. Um, so, luckily, she escaped, um, and she called the police, so now they knew, like, what car he was driving, um... And I feel like Volkswagen's van... Well, I guess they probably have the license plate number. But I feel like those things are popping in there. Who knows? Maybe it was, like, painted, like, with, like, cool flowers or, like, the like mystery machine. Like, I don't know. Studio. I don't know if they had that. I don't know if people were groovy in the 80s. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Because it, it was almost the 90s. They're yeah. too grunge for that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Many people reported sightings of Danny, and then on December 3rd at 6.30 p.m., so the murder happened December 1st, so at, uh, two days later, um, the police found him hiding in a dumpster in a lumber yard in Ayer, Massachusetts, which was about 11 miles from his hometown in Townsend, which was the same place that these murders were committed. It's a very, it's very rat-like. I know. I, I know. Hiding the walls, hiding dumpsters. What is with this guy? Rat vibes. Peter Pettigrew vibes. <laughs> so he was arrested and charged with the murders of Priscilla, Abigail, and William Gustafson, along with several other crimes because, you know, he was in the habit of breaking into people's homes. And then Daniel's trial started almost a year later in October of 1988. And he was found fit to stand trial, um, and because people were like, he's insane. Yeah. I mean, he is, but he was, like, sane enough to know what he was doing. Um, and even though he was a minor when he committed the crimes, and he was now 18 when the trial started, um, he was going to be tried as an adult. Yeah. So the amount of evidence was shocking, along with the fact that no one liked Daniel. Like, in the courtroom, absolutely everyone just hated him. Because he just always had a smirk on his face. And Sounds like a demon. I know. And he just had no... He showed no remorse. I'm gonna look up a picture of him. Um, during the trial, like, it was... It was just gross. He's just, like, happy about the things he did, I guess? After about five hours of deliberation by the jury, he was sentenced to three life sentences to be served consecutively. Dang. Um, so, he's currently incarcerated at MCI Norfolk Prison in Norfolk, Massachusetts. In prison, this is really funny. So, um, in prison, he literally makes everyone's life miserable mm-hmm. because he continually tried to get himself appealed and that was like... I don't know. It was always, like, denied. Like, goodbye. Um, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Isn't that what... Is that, like, Cinderella? Yes. Goodbye. Or it's either Cinderella or Snow White. One of yeah. those old ones. Um, but he also requested that he was segregated from the rest of the inmates for his safety after other prisoners threatened him, and then that was granted. So... He was like, I need to go to the, um... The, the, 
Solitary confinement? I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like accent. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know a ton about prisons, but I was like, yeah, obviously these people are going to threaten you. You're terrible. Yeah, they would like to go for the people who, like, mess with kids Mm -hmm. and pregnant ladies. Come on. Boy, bye. And he's, like, young, too. So, um... So then he sued the board of prisons when they didn't allow him access to the library because he was segregated and that had, like, everyone had access to the library. Yeah. So obviously he wouldn't be going there if he didn't want contact with other inmates. Um, and he apparently received $450 for his rights being denied. What? Um... But then, he was also very upset through a little tantrum when his pornographic contraband was, was confiscated. It's like, this is, you're taking away my rights. Like, what? Chill. Um, and then to top everything else off, in 2013, I'm um, excited. Danny Boy, he said that he needed to properly exercise his faith. Uh-huh. In prison. Uh-huh. So, while in prison, he converted to the Wiccan faith, um, which is... Coexist. It's pretty much just, like, I don't know. It's, like... It's, like, a mythical nature, like, pagan religion that's, like, witchcraft, but also kind of, like, I don't know. It's, like, good. It's not bad. Well, I it's think probably... the way he was doing it, it was, like, kind of his, his weird ways. So, he said that he needed ritual... He needed ritual oils. Okay. So, um, some of that included dragon's blood. Wow! Legit. Um, Wait, how do you get... I wonder what dragon's blood, blood really is. He also needed it. black opium. Oh, uh, yeah, good luck, sir. Um, and then also honeysuckle. Okay. And then he also was like, I need carrot cake. I need it for my faith. Same. And... They're like, okay. Um, so that's sort of, I don't know, interesting. But now Daniel LaPlante is 51 years old and he's still in prison to this day. Is he still a practicing, uh, Wiccan? Maybe. If it is to his advantage. I think the only reason he converted... He wanted that opium. He just, he just wanted things... Some religions are, like, basic, so they just... They don't, they don't need, like... They don't need... Ritual like, oils. Yeah. But then, he, I think the only reason he converted is because he wanted a bunch of... He wanted that, that opium. He just... Yeah. Love that. Um, so, yeah. That is the story of Daniel LaPlante and just how crazy he was. He yeah. tormented, killing people, breaking into people's houses. Big weirdo creep. Yeah. The end. Thank you so much for listening and supporting our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Crimes Through the Times. And look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Here's a sneak peek of next week's episode. I was dying. You're like, like, this dude's ugly. You should not have revealed it. <laughs> I was like, no one cares that much. He has, like, one of her gloves, and he gives the glove to a psychic medium <gasps> to help find Agatha Christie. What?